0: Welcome into another off-season edition of the North Idaho Prepcast here on IdahoSports.com. Brandon Bainey joined by Ryan Skaggs. Here we are trucking our way through uh, the long summer season. Ryan, how's it going?
1: That's going, yeah. Just uh, you know, kind of getting things underway and figuring out, you know, what what the what this uh, parenting thing is with a kid on summer vacation. Now, so I'm getting used to that. So it's every day is an adventure.
0: Yeah, your little guy had kinder kindergarten. Uh, just finished his first year of kindergarten. Not really. Kindergarten. Yeah. No graduation.
1: No no participation trophy for him. So he, he did what was expected. And now he's uh, he's moving on through. So, yeah,
0: definitely. Well, we're going to go from kindergarten all the way up to senior class. We are so happy to bring on for another offseason Q&A. Coeur High senior Maddie Simmons and her mother, Nicole Simmons, the girls basketball coach at Coeur d'Alene High. Uh, thank you both for joining us. We're so excited.
2: Yes, thank you for having
3: us. Thank you. First time, first time for this, so this is cool.
0: Yes, uh, I'm. I'm pretty familiar with Corey, uh, your husband and your yeah. father. Uh, he's the men's basketball coach at NIC North Idaho College, and he always helps us out with the statewide All Star game that we help yes. put yeah. on every year. So I know That's Corey pretty well. So it's nice to finally uh, get to know the both of you as well.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's the better half. The better half.
0: For sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, for sure. So so Maddie, what what have you been up to so far this summer? Is school officially out up in Cordeland? No, we have
2: this our last week. So I've got some finals tomorrow and then I'll be done.
0: <laughs> wow, you guys go super late. What's, yeah. what's what's on the agenda uh for this summer as you get ready for your, your senior year?
2: Yeah, so just kind of a lot of boating at home. And then also July, we're gone for AAU, which will be my last AAU season, which will be fun.
0: And what, uh, where's the team that you play with based out of for AAU?
2: Um, we're kind of the Northwest. So we have Montana, Washington, Idaho kids. I play for the Northwest Blazers. So kind of everywhere up, up north.
0: Awesome. So you said you're gonna I love how you're gonna get a little fun in as well. Oh you know, yeah. A little time on the lake. Yep.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Always. Yeah.
1: When we when we get sun finally.
3: Yeah, no, no kidding. It's terrible. It's not terrible. Yeah.
0: So so when you say boating, what is that? Uh do you do you go tubing, wakeboarding? Do you just enjoy the water? What do you like to do out there?
2: We do it all, but my favorite is surfing. We have a surf boat, so we get a lot of surfing in on the lake. Sweet. Yeah. Oh,
0: it's good. It's awesome. Wow. Yeah. All right, well let's uh, let's go from surfing to basketball. Uh, Coach Simmons, the the Inland Empire League last year was an absolute gauntlet. I thought the top three teams all could have been at state and all could have gotten a day three at state. But what what was that like on a on a night in night out basis to try and navigate your way through that league?
3: Um, you know, the, this last season was. Um, an interesting one because we only returned two starters that had any varsity experience with Skylar, um, Burke, and Maddie, um, and so I was just kind of really thankful for how we started, how our young kids kind of stepped in. Um, I thought we played really well. Um, we prepared, you know, as best we could each day and night. Um, and then with Pulse Falls I had a good big senior class, um, so they were strong and confident. and Been there, Lake City just you know they can shoot lights out, so you just can never have a defensive slip up, and so. Um, and then Lewis and you never know. I mean, they were, they were up and down too. They had a couple powerhouse, you know, the, with Katie. And um, so, you know, just trying to prepare our young kids kind of what it was like for playing them each night. Um, but it's, it's hard when, yeah, I think all three of us, you know, Pulse Falls, Lake City and us could have really made a run at state, all of us, um, you know, and unfortunately it just comes down to really one game and we just, we lost the one wrong game. And um we beat everybody undefeated in the season in league. And then um, just going into districts was, it's tough because you got to play each other so many times in a short period of time. Um, I think we played everybody three times in the last in within like two and a half, three week period of time. Um, and so it just kind of, it gets hard to stay up and stay focused. Um, and then, you know, our, our kids that had never had any experience in the districts, so I think that's really where we um, kind of struggled. They, it was hard for them that the, the the stage got really bright and really big. Um, and I think they tensed up a little bit and I don't know how you prepare kids for that. You know, you can practice as hard as you want, but, um, the situation was really intense. And, um, and so I think that kind of, we kind of struggled in that at the end. So.
0: Yeah, it was really, um, fascinating to watch all season long, you know, these coaches and media polls and, one week post falls would be ranked in the top five and yeah. Coeur would be receiving votes. And then the next week you guys would flip flop. And it was just like yeah. back yeah. and forth throughout Maddie. Yeah. What what was it like to be one of two really leaders of, of the team last year to bring along this relatively untested group?
2: Yeah, I think it was a great opportunity uh, just being able to lead and be an upperclassman. I've always been younger on all the teams that I play for. So being that role model and trying to get, our team motivated. I think I learned a lot from this last season as far as leadership. So I'm excited for this next season to see what we can do.
0: Yeah, you along with Skylar Burke were kind of yeah. the two key cogs in the offense. Uh I think I didn't get to watch Skylar play in person until the statewide all-star game
3: yeah <laughs> you showed up <laughs> for sure yes.
0: yeah so uh, she was so competitive she was out there diving oh, yeah. on the floor for loose balls and i'm oh, like this yeah. is an all-star game like oh, yeah. Yeah. no that's what just
1: skylar being skylar though
3: <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter if you're winning by 50 or losing by 50 she's it's the same energy same you know intensity um so yeah so i was happy for her to kind of end her her career at a high school player like that. That was pretty fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. We kind of
2: started our career together. And so it was fun to, fun to end our high school career together as well.
1: I was talking to one of the Coeur parents. Cause I was uh, doing the fight for the fish game and uh the ipso facto fight for the fish. Cause it was fight for the fish, but not, yeah, uh, <laughs> but uh but <laughs> I was talking to one of the parents. I'm like, man, Skylar just plays hard. And he's like, and the parent was like, yeah, you should see her play horse. Like, you it doesn't yeah. matter what she's playing; it's gonna no. be, you know, guns it doesn't and, and doesn't going, yeah. It's that's just who she is. Is like yeah. it's in her DNA to just go all out.
3: Yep. Yeah. Exactly.
0: So yeah. she's she set the new record for most points in a, in a statewide all star game with forty, and yeah. uh, she must have known because it was late in the game. She was at the free throw line and she like missed intentionally.
2: That that yeah. might have been
3: us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're two points away, man. Go get it. Go get it. Yeah. So uh,
2: yeah.
3: I know. And then the ref kind of blew. I mean, she called it off. I was like, come on, just give it to her. It's not <laughs> but, so But she got it anyway. She got it anyway. So.
0: For sure. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, Skylar uh, got a commitment from UC Santa Barbara to continue yeah. her basketball career. Division one school, Maddie. Uh, I know there's lots of schools lining up for your services. Has has it helped having a a complimentary Division one player like Skylar? Has that helped uh, get you exposure at the Division one level as well?
2: For sure. I mean, everybody comes to you know games to watch good talent, and I think Skylar brought in a lot of coaches to watch good talent. And, um, it's also kind of shown me what I need to work on just working out with her and being able to guard her in practice and she guards me in practice. I think it's made us both better and both getting us ready for that division one level for sure.
0: So what are the things you're trying to refine in your game as you get ready for your last year?
2: Yeah, I would say probably my guard skills the most and just being a little bit lighter on my feet quicker um, because at the Division One level, I'm not going to be the biggest kid. I'm going to have to play like a wing. And in high school, I play a lot of posts. So I think just being able to play inside and out a little bit more and knowing when to do that uh, is probably the biggest thing that I'm going to need to work on this year.
0: Yeah, so w- w- what's that like as a, as a coach, Nicole, balancing, you know, like Maddie said, at the college level, she's going to be a wing, but maybe at the high school level, you need her down low in the post. How do you how yeah. do you walk that line between what the player wants for the next level and and learning those reps and what the team needs right now today?
3: Yeah, I mean we talk about that all the time, but um, whatever team you play for, you have to definitely do what the team needs you. Um, she was able she's able to guard the biggest player um fine. She also can guard the perimeter. And so that was never an issue for us in case we got in a switch situation. Um but planning her in the post, you know, um that was a struggle this year because as soon as she went to the block, she would just get triple teamed, double teamed. Um, So we had to kind of push her up to the perimeter a little bit more just to kind of get us some spacing. Um, And we had some younger girls that kind of came in and played that that five spot for us. Um, You know, a lot of time we had kind of an inexperienced point guard last year, first year at varsity um, you know, there was times that Maddie had to run the point for us and put Tyler at the scoring position a little bit more. So, um, you know, so she was able to kind of play both, um, depending on kind of what we needed. Um, definitely, she definitely had to guard the biggest girl every night. Um, that just, and so she, you know, she does great with that. So this year we have a couple girls I can play inside. So I'm hoping that will allow her to push the wing a little bit to provide that training, but you know, you just, you ha- you have to work on those things outside of practice Play, to win. play yeah, to win, and uh, we put our personnel in where we can be successful in high school for sure. And we'll worry about that college thing when it gets there. But um, you know, we're, we just, we're kind of revamping our offense right now so that we can kind of play five out and everyone's moving to, for all five spots. Um, so that will allow all of us to be able to work on that perimeter stuff too. So. Know,
1: talking about like your supporting cast too a little bit. Cause I know that, that Maddie and, and Skylar got a lot of notoriety. Mm-hmm. Um, but you've got some some younger gals on the team that, that can play, too. I mean, Madison Mitchell, in my opinion, at, at oh. the point guard, might be one of the most underrated point guards in the state, and she's yeah. young. She's green, but, man, the talent yeah. is there. I mean, that Lake City game, um, you know, she played her tail off and had a great game. I know that she fouled out at the end of the game, but yeah. I looked at her, and every game that I saw her playing in, and I think I did like four or five of your games this year, um, she was there. I mean she showed up night in and night out and he was scoring in double digits but I think she had double digit assists too. So you yeah. know you've got some other she players on the roster. Yeah. Yeah and I mean so no, she's probably, so the, she's at,
3: probably yeah. the best defender in the state. Um, oh,
1: absolutely. her footwork is insane. Like oh, yeah. she's so quick on her feet.
3: So crazy. Yeah, I mean she she can I mean she frustrated. Uh, I remember one game the Post Falls game she single-handedly just decomposed them. Um the their guards did not want they were just throwing it down the floor by the end, by the fourth quarter, like we don't want to deal with it. Um, you know, she brings that part. She's playing a little more um, intense club this summer. Um, she's going to play with the Northwest Blazers. And I think that's really going to help her um, understand the point guard position a little bit more. Um, but she's grown a lot. She's super confident. Um, you know, I think she got a little tight towards the end in those last couple of games of just offensively. Um, but that part she's really worked on and, you um, during this off season is really like diving in and understanding how, what it means to be a point guard. What does that look like? How do I pass? How do I go slow? When do I go fast? Um, she's, yeah, she's a rock star. We have a freshman play last year, Kelsey Carroll, who's just, um, she's tough as nails inside. She's undersized, but that I don't know how she gets as many rebounds she does. I mean, she's
1: you got a motor. Yeah,
3: for she's sure. She's five, nine, maybe, maybe five, nine. I don't even think she's five, nine. And she just barrels in there. She can score on the block. Um, so yeah, we have some we have some young kids coming up that um, I'm super excited for. So we just had our first summer league game last night, so it was kind of fun just to roll the ball out and see what we have this year and what it looks like. So did yeah.
1: did, uh, did Lily roll out her uh, state championship for the the discus? Is she showing off that medal to anybody? Oh heck the... yeah,
2: yeah. 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 We just we just <laughs> got her signing today. She just signed, so oh, we really went awesome. congratulated her today. Yeah. So she's gonna be a vandal. So I'm super happy for that's her. Awesome. Um, yeah,
3: yeah. She's she's awesome. Huh? Yeah she's going to be missed. She's going to be missed on the basketball court just in practice with her intensity. I loved having her around and yeah, she was awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So who are some of those other complimentary players that you're expecting those younger players to, to take that next step uh, and, and be a bigger contributor next year?
3: Um, you know, we have, uh, Libby Aubrey. She came from, uh, CV last year. She was our little shooter guard. Um, I think she's going to, give us an offensive threat on the outside of the perimeter. We have someone set their feet. She's, you know, can shoot really well. She's been really working hard and getting stronger so she can guard a little bit this year. Um, really happy with how she's been kind of putting the effort on the off season. Um, we had a couple girls move in from out of the area that I think are going to be a huge um, bonus for us. Uh, we have a girl, Kendall Omlin, that's going to come in. She's going to be senior and, um, great experience. My played with her. Uh, A lot of the girls have played together over the years in AU Um, left-handed guard, um, just strong, um, great defender. Um, And so, and then we got uh, Kendall Holacek's back. She was a sophomore last year. She's has some good IQ. She's got some experience under her belt. Um, We have this new girl, Ty Lopez is going to come in. She's going to be a sophomore, kind of plays like Kelsey Carroll, real strong. Um learning the game as the speed goes from JV to varsity, the speed increases, but she's been really working hard. Um, and then we have uh Tegan Colvin coming in from Spokane from the, or Washington. She's moving over. Um and so, you know, she's dynamite. I mean, it's just she's yeah,
1: let's talk about that real quick. The movement <laughs> we talked about it in football. I mean, we saw it a lot. We saw yeah. you know, you had a couple kids make all conference in the IEL that moved from like Mead and some other schools. Mm-hmm. Um, That one particular at Post Falls. But, you know, that's something that we've been seeing a lot more in North Idaho, just because we've been getting a a more, I don't want to say transient population, but we're seeing more move-ins. And I know that, you know, there's, you could throw in the COVID things causing that and whatever else you want to throw in there. But, you know, how is that going to change the landscape of the IEL? Because, I mean, it's not just you that's going to benefit from getting more kids moving into the area you know we're seeing more kids going to post falls and to lakeland and in yeah. other schools so i mean the rising tide will lift all boats but you know do you as coaches now has that changed kind of how you plan for your off season stuff is it you're kind of holding your breath to see who shows
3: up yeah well i mean you're holding your breath and you're hoping you don't lose anyone but um yeah. I think covid kind of started that trend a little bit i think families um, in Washington, we're, you know, just getting tired of how things were going over there um, and how we were just open and playing. And, um, and so I think that kind of started the ball rolling. Um, you know, I have to say, I just, Pulse Falls, Lake City, and us, we've been, we've been strong for the last couple of years. Um, and so I think, you know, the, these kids coming over, they want a good education. We get a good education in North Idaho. And then our sports are real strong right now. Our, our women's sports are strong. Our soccer is good our volleyball has been good. And so I think, um, they're kind of seeing that I feel like the GSL is floundering a little bit right now. Um, they're just, they're, I don't know if it's just cause there's so many high school that things are just getting spread out or youth. I was talking to a coach last night about this or girls just aren't multi sport athletes anymore. And so they're really all, all sports in general are kind of, you know, struggling a little bit. It seems like in the GSL area. And so, um, you know, they're coming over here and, having a great experience and, um, our education is great. We're solid. I think I feel like in the North Idaho, so, uh, I'm not complaining at all. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it's pretty cool that, you know, they're seeing Idaho has got some pretty good talent. I think that's, that's a good thing and speaks, you know, volumes to our coaches up here. They're working hard and on an off season and getting things going. So.
1: So has Maddie, and maybe you can speak to this too, like in Idaho, wasn't necessarily known as being the athletic hotbed. But yeah. now Idaho is drawing more attention and more more eyes are on the state now just because the quality of the athletes in Idaho yeah. has gotten significantly better. Has that helped a little bit in your recruiting process? Like, yeah, the, for sure. Been more girls in the state that have been had eyes on them, and now they're seeing you play them too.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think these last couple of years we've had a lot of good talent come out, and a lot of girls go to Division One in Idaho, and that wasn't really the case for many years. So I think coaches all over are kind of surprised, I would say, about the talent in Idaho, which obviously gives us a little bit more attention. And then with the transfers as well, um, bringing in college coaches too, I think I think Idaho is, is more talented than people think and assume. And so I'm, that's why I'm excited because the whole state is going to be good. So it's going to be good competition wherever we travel this year. Yeah.
0: For sure, Maddie. What's uh, what's the recruiting process been like for you? What's can can you name names? What schools have been calling you? And yes, yeah, so <laughs> I,
2: I actually committed this weekend. So oh I, gosh,
0: I, okay. I'm gonna wow. be
2: a cowgirl. <laughs> I committed to Wyoming.
1: Oh, awesome!
0: Congratulations! Super excited. Awesome. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the recruiting process. I mean, it was really fun at first. You know, getting the attention and getting coaches calling you and recognizing you for your hard work was really fun at first but it does get stressful when you go to decide and you have to kind of tell people no and that kind of thing but overall i was just blessed with the opportunities that i was obviously given and i'm super excited to be a cowgirl yeah
1: that's awesome wow. yeah. How, have, how you, have, have you announced that you yet break. sorry uh,
2: yeah i just i just announced that like uh two days ago
1: okay yeah. so awesome.
2: I, I was in wyoming this last weekend on a little unofficial visit we kind of talked to the coaching staff and stuff and i love it down there it's a small town so it's kind of like a homey feel it's kind of like Coeur d'Alene, a lot of support so that's kind of why i i committed great coaching staff as well
0: yeah yeah how nice is it to have that out of the way now so you can just focus on Coeur super
2: nice yeah now now my goals can be in line a little bit more <laughs> won't have as many things on my mind for sure
0: definitely. So, uh Coeur d'Alene had a young team last year, so did Lake City. A lot of those players are coming back. Maddie, do you do you play with any of those girls? Do you see them on opposing teams on the summer circuit? How how much are you seeing what Lake City's up to?
2: I honestly don't see them a ton. I'm playing obviously like you said they're a little younger. So, I'm playing 17U and a lot of them who are playing AU are playing younger. And so, I don't really see them on the AU circuit at all. We do play them and see them play during summer league a little bit in Spokane, but that's when everybody's working on things, you know, so it's not the most accurate representation of what they're going to be like next year, but they're definitely going to be good. Again, like you said, they haven't lost a lot of girls, so I'm excited. I'm excited for league next year.
0: Um. So it was nice last year uh, you were able to go down and compete at that Timberline tournament right after Christmas where yeah. you got to see a lot of the Boise schools and you saw you saw some really good competition. You saw, t- you <gasps> guys beat Timberline, the eventual 5A state. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was the only one to beat them.
3: We were the only ones <laughs> to beat them, but yeah. Yeah. Wish we could have got a rematch, but yeah.
0: I know. That's why I was so disappointed when oh, you guys didn't get there. I know. Right.
3: I know. Um,
0: but I think the the trip down there garnered more attention for what happened after all the games were oh, over. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole.
2: Definitely, <laughs> definitely a bonding experience. <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Bondian.
1: You get to know, know each other too well on that. Too <laughs> well. Too
2: well. Yeah. So
0: no, kind Kind of take us through what happened, Nicole, and why you guys had such a hard time getting back home.
3: Well, it was kind of, it was just, I mean, it was like the perfect storm. So we, a storm was rolling in. And so the, um, the night we played Bora, we were supposed to play, we played them early and we're getting in the bus to go home right after that. Uh, the bus, you know, the charter company said, we're not going the blues, you know, through Grand doesn't look good. We're going to wait and go in the morning. So we're like, okay. So we're like, oh, that's well, one more night. We'll do some fun. We, we took the kids karaokeing. It was great. I mean, we had the boys team down there too, so they had we had a great time. And we load up to leave in the morning, and um, and it wasn't the weather. It was uh, on the pass. It was these guys in a like a shootout, a drive-by shootout, and it shut the whole freeway down. So it wasn't the roads. It was that shut us down. And because it was, um, I think, I think actually somebody. Died. Yeah, somebody died. Yeah, somebody died. So now it's a homicide. So now they have to investigate. So they completely shut it down. They send us back to La Um Well, obviously there's no hotels to in La Grande to take all of us. Um, and they're like, you know, the freeway could open in two hours. It can open in 20 hours. They didn't know. Um, and so, yeah, we found a church. We reached out to some people. We just were started like reaching out to people. One of our parents got in contact with this pastor, and he opened up the church for us at, kind of hang out in and, um, our bus driver was great. We just kept watching as soon as the freeway opened, we loaded up and drove all the way night, all those through the night and got home. And yeah, we spent New Year's Eve in and Walmart bus. got, yeah, we got sparkling cider and celebrated on the bus. And, uh, you know, it was, it's those are high school memories that that's what this is about. You know, I think high school sports is an amazing thing that sometimes I think now gets overlooked. And, um, and just the quality time with you have with your kids and these young people and having the boys and girls team together was, was really fun just for them to get to know each other. And then the camaraderie and the cheering for each other all season after that was pretty cool. And so, yeah, I mean, it was,
2: as, as, a, coach, as a
3: coach, it was very stressful trying to figure out how to feed all these kids, where the hell, you know, like, okay. Telling their parents saying, yes, we're sleeping in church. Yes. They're okay. You know, just, <laughs> so that piece was crazy, but, um, but it was, it was super fun. Yeah, it was, fun in a crazy way,
1: but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, not a lot, I mean, cause we have listeners statewide, obviously to the prep cast, but you know, some of the people in Southern Idaho and Eastern Idaho don't understand the night in and night out travel of what goes on in district one and two and how it compares to the rest of the state. And do you log how many miles you guys travel in a season?
3: Uh no, I haven't, but it's it's not as bad as Lewiston. I can tell you that. That yeah, would make me yeah, crazy. That would make that me crazy. But yeah, and you know, it's we, we have to travel so that we can play bigger schools. I mean we we have our four bigger schools here, um, but then the problem is it's like we can't play Sandpoint and Lakeland as much as we used to because of max preps, you know, the,
1: yeah.
3: the ranking system. And so now we'll, we got to try to figure out if we can get into GSL. Um, but that's hard because their schedule is really packed because they have a lot of schools. So now we're traveling, we got to go down to Idaho Falls or down to Boise to try to pick up games and they come up here. And so we don't have the advantages the Southern teams of just playing 5A schools for your whole schedule. And that's the hard part of trying to, put a schedule together that's strong enough to get you ready um, without having to pay a whole lot of money to, to, to get to these tournaments. So that is a, that is a struggle, um, you know, and with the max prep, the scoring thing, that really threw kind of a wrinkle into things for us up here, because we now are going to have to probably travel more so that we can play Boise schools. We can get down to play Thunder Ridge. We can, you know, try to, so we can get our strength of schedule up stronger. We can't, we can't play Moscow, unfortunately, anymore. Which is which is a bummer because now we can't even play those schools that are close to us, um, because we can't risk that low scoring. Um, sure. And so that that's really kind of thrown a wrinkle on for us North Idaho teams to kind of figure that part out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned Moscow. I know they tried to have this like arranged marriage of the five, a four, a is going to be combined. And like, yes, you are going to play Moscow and it's going to count as a yeah. conference game. Are they, are they continuing that? Did they get rid of it? Um, we'll out
2: on that.
3: They're, they're continuing it. Um, But we're, we're still fighting that. Cause that kills us. Yeah. When it comes to Matt prep score, I mean, it, it just, it doesn't even matter if they're good or not. Uh, good. They're a smaller school. And so that just, so I know Pulse falls um, boys team, Mike McLean and I have kind of been on that really trying to figure out how to, how to not have them, you know, it's easier for scheduling wise for all the ADs across the board that we just have those games in place and we're not trying to find games, but it's not, they don't understand the ripple effect that affects us going into um, hopefully placing that state, you know, and where we, where we fit in. And so, um, uh, right now we're down to where we just only have to play them one time, but even then that's, that's three games that we now have to give up against, you know, for us to come down and play Thunder Ridge or, um, go to the tournament in Las Vegas. I mean, it's just, or a tournament in Seattle. So we're working on that. We're, it's still a, it's still a work in progress. Um, but, um, I'm hoping that we can kind of get that figured out. For Is there sure.
1: going to be, have you heard any wrinklings of, um, cause we, we obviously saw a few of the three A schools drop down to two A. During this uh, off season, has there been talks that they're going to combine the three A and four A? Since there's only two three A teams left, to kind of soften that blow at all for you know five A's trying to cancel games.
3: I I think they should. I mean, I don't. I, it's a better fit for them to play those. You know, yeah. Moscow and um Maybe like
1: and Lake and Bonners Ferry, the only two three A schools left in North Idaho. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. And then I think it's only you know Lakeland, Sandpoint, and Moscow. So that's only those three. So their their district playoffs are kind of weird too. Yeah, yeah I know it's a tough it's a tough thing because you don't want to hurt the two A's either or the three A. I know it's kind of a hard deal when you're in this area where we're at. But um, that would be I think it'd, it'd be nicer for us. I know Pulse Falls is going to be getting another high school here soon. That's gonna you know that will change the landscape a little bit for us too. As far as now having five five A teams if they choose to say five A I think there'll be a There'll be a little period where they could go for A just because their numbers, but um but they're big. They're I mean they're a big school compared to even Lake City and d'Alene right now. So yeah. um it'll be nice. I think it'd be nice to have another school up here that we can play kind of shift things up a little bit. So
1: I think it's their fourth and fifth grade classes in post falls right now, would easily put post falls high school over like twenty three hundred students or something like that.
3: Yeah, it's so, yeah, they're, they're big. Yeah, they're a lot are a lot bigger than us, yeah. For sure. Yeah, so, um, yeah but you know, so, we're gonna
0: Oh, go ahead. No, well, you go ahead first.
3: Well, I was just gonna say we're gonna we're gonna do um, we're gonna do the Las Vegas tournament this year that Lake City did last year. Oh, awesome,
1: um, the Tarcanian. That's awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna do it this year, but I I kind of wanted to see those Southern schools and um, give our younger kids a little bit of an idea of just to, just to see them, and so it's not like ooh, we're playing two-line <laughs> or Boise. Like, no, they're just you know just another high school, another team, um, which is great. Uh, it was a great tournament, uh, but we can go to Vegas and get five games. I think that's kind of nice to do. Um, just change the landscape a little bit for us and see something different. So, Definitely. so we
1: asked. We recently talked to to Coach Zach Eastman from Lapway, the boys' coach. Oh yeah, yeah. And we saw your boys' team play Lapway this last year. Oh yeah, that was um, it. Was a great game.
2: Great yeah. game. Yeah. And
1: and so I'm kind of wondering, I'm like, I wonder if we can talk and like set this up over the podcast so like we could see somebody in the five A ranks play Lapway on the girl side too, because that would be an amazing game because they've they're got been, a loaded yeah. lineup too.
3: Yeah, they've been loading up. We we've kind of watched some of those younger girls. Um they've played in some AU that we've watched with some of our friends and and those girls, yeah, they're good. They're good, yeah. it would be fun to have a boys girls game with them. Um, I just love it because their community is so involved. I mean, oh, yeah, we travel well. I mean, they're well, yeah, when well, they're good too, but um, it's just a, such a fun environment. Um, i yeah, I'd be down with it if we could you know, make it work. <laughs> I guess we got it. That
2: phone for you.
3: see what we can work yeah. out. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could just have Max folks not score that one for us. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe, yeah,
0: we'll do maybe next week. We can next work year. out a deal,
3: yeah. <laughs> Right, you can work on that for us. So I'll blame yeah. if it doesn't ding our max prep score, right? <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. So, some of those uh Southern Idaho teams did come up at the start of the year: Rocky Mountain, Meridian, <laughs> and Eagle. Um, yeah. are you are you hopeful that could continue as long as there's three quality opponents up here, like a Lake City, Post Falls, and yeah. Port Lane?
2: Yeah, I,
3: I know that's kind of in the works right now. I think there there's three going to come up, and we're going to go down for three. Um, and try to just make that um, part of our schedule. Um, so we're just always doing that um, and switch up who comes up. Um, I know Thunder Ridge, Jeremy, he wants in on it too. Um, you know, it's hard to try to figure out how to go there um, and here, but he's willing to do that. It's really nice for our girls to have to play three days in a row. Um, I'd like to do that two times, maybe three times a year, because it's it's what you have to face if you want to be successful at the state tournament um, and just understanding what that is feels like, you know, playing hard three nights in a row. And sometimes you got the late game then the early game and just kind of working that. So, yeah, I'm hoping that's, that's an artwork. works. I think it's uh, part of our schedule this year. I'm going to meet and finalize it this this next week. So um, yeah, hopefully we can keep that going because it's fun. It's fun for both, both teams to kind of get out, you know, they get tired of playing themselves too, down South too. um, So it's fun for them to get out of there too. Yeah. So
1: what are your thoughts on uh, the shot clock being added in the state of Idaho? Yes.
3: <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> like yeah. ten, 10 years too late. 10 years too late. Um, I just think, I mean, if it's just how every, you know, it's how the game is played at, at most every level. And um AU's most of that, that way um, club seasons, that way Colleges that way. Um, I just, it, Especially I just feel on the girls' side, um, it allows a game to be more fun to watch. I think it speeds up the game. Um, We have no problem playing fast. That's how we like to play. Um, So it drives us crazy when we have to play defense for 45 seconds to a minute um, because they're just passing the ball around because we're switching up defense and they're trying to figure it out. Um, It's a disadvantage to the defense. And so I just think it's – it would make it's going to make the game a lot more fun um you can't you know run out the time for a minute two minutes stall when you're ahead it's just like you know this is it's not fun for anybody to watch so yeah i'm excited i wish we could get it right now and this year but i'm just glad it passed but um we'll see how long it takes actually happen in our high schools we'll see i feel like i've voted on that like 20 times and they're like, we're going to vote on it one more time. I'm like, well, the coaches, it's a hundred percent. So I don't know what you're asking for, but we all want it. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited for, it. I think it's going to help the game. I think it's going to help the the fan base. I mean, it just will be a much, much more enjoyable game to watch. Well, and, Sorry. Go ahead, Brandon.
1: Well, I was going
0: to ask Maddie to, you know, give us your thoughts on it as well. I'm sure you're also very much in favor yeah. of it.
2: Yeah, no, I've, I've been waiting for it for sure. And like she said, it's kind of as a player, it's annoying to play defense for a whole minute offense is the fun part so having to play defense for that long and then i think also just preparing players for the next level is important too and not being able to stall and having to make those shots when there's one second on the shot clock i think that's important too just for being successful at the next level so I'm glad Idaho finally put that into play, yeah,
3: but you'll miss it. You'll miss it by year. I know. Younger <laughs> <laughs> ones will get it. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Well, the, the, I guess the question I was gonna to ask was, you know, you we've noticed a, I, I guess the the tide kind of turned. Like if you look at as sports in a whole in the state of Idaho, the biggest gains I think as far as quality of play might have been in in the in the last I say five years or so was probably in girls athletics for sure um, but particularly in girls basketball I mean we've seen the the types of athletes that have been coming out um, from your school from Lake City from Boise um, and then you, you've got you know some of the teams down south or you've got you know kids signing with Oregon and other schools mm-hmm. Um Is that more on the coaching side or is that more on the kids side or is it a delicate balance of both that we're seeing? Cause I know you're very involved with, with the coaching aspect in the state of Idaho and you're, you're very outspoken and advocate for, you know, coaching quality, you know, quality coaches, coaching quality kids. Um, But does that change things that like on on the, as far as the, the level of the playing field, is it more due to the coaching more due to the kids or is it just kind of a mixture of both or has things changed in the last three or four years that have really raised the bar.
3: I think it's probably, it's probably a combination of both. I think um, it seems in youth sports with girls, I think the focus on fundamentals has really been um, important. And I think, you know, you can teach kids any offense you want them to run, but if they can't catch dribble pass and shoot, it doesn't matter what you're going to throw at them. Um, And so I think the focus on fundamentals has really improved at the young level. And so the high schools are seeing that benefit. I think the high school coaches are doing a lot better job of, of putting their hands in those younger kids, trying to get them in the gyms and opening it up and allowing them to come in and work on fundamental stuff. Um, I think that is, is got a lot. Um, I think too, um, AU is, you know, good or good and bad, however you want to look at it. But I think we do have some really good quality, um club programs that are really um pushing our idaho girls out onto the big circuit and they're getting them out into the national limelight um you know with with northwest blazers he's done a great job um of getting our kids in front of division one coaches getting them in front of oregon getting them in front of you know some of our southern kids they 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 kind of meander down to utah salt lake which is great you know they they can do that but um I think it's just a big combination, and um, and I love it. I just think that our Idaho is just a, is a great place for girls' basketball. Always has been. I mean, there's been a lot of girls that come have come out of here um, and been very very successful. But yeah, I think it's a little combination of all those things. But the focus on fundamentals, I think, has is kind of changed, and I that is a huge help. Girls don't play above the rim. They they need the fundamentals. They need to know you know, how their feet, get their feet underneath them, get their foot from the feet to the top. And so I think that focus has really helped too.
0: And as much as you hate it, Maddie, they need that defense.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. i have like, like defense. That's all we do in practice now. Yeah, so. I'm, a, I'm a defensive coach.
3: So I know my husband's always like, you probably should play it, run some plays through a few times
2: during practice.
3: I'm like, ah, why if we instill it and make a lay in, why do we need half plays? But,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, let me let me ask you about that real quick, because obviously Corey's coaching his team and you're coaching your team. But sure. do you guys do you guys kind of chime in on what the other's doing or do you kind of leave it separate?
3: Oh no, we always chime in. We we always <laughs> have an, you know, it's, it's very interesting during a basketball season for sure. But um Corey's helped out a lot. He's he's great on the offensive end, so he um he can kind of look at our personnel and give me ideas of how we can change things up just a little bit and different type of motion offenses that we can use to kind of, um, put kids in the right spot. So he's really good at that. So he's, he's helped a lot. He, um, was able to come to quite a few of our practices this, this year and kind of help us out, um, which was great. Um, yeah, we, we, we try to help dad out some on his coaching, but. We have
2: lots of basketball, basketball discussions at home. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) The dinner table (laughs) talks kind of go one sided.
2: (laughs) you know,
3: Corey's been pretty successful. So, you know, when he, as much as he wins, we, there's not a lot we can critique all the time, you know? So, uh but yeah, no, he's, it's, it's great. It's, it's a super supportive family um system and it's been great. It's been super fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we can't wait to see uh Maddie, what you have in store for your senior season and what, and what Coeur Lane high school has. Uh, I know you guys will be motivated to uh, get oh, yeah. to
1: and, and yes. perform well. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: For sure. And and congratulations on your college commitment as well. Thank you so
2: much.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
3: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, uh, Nicole Simmons, head girls basketball coach at Coeur d'Alene High. Maddie Simmons, senior to be. Thanks for joining us here on uh, an off-season edition of the North Idaho PrepCast. We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, thank thank you you, so much.
1: Thanks for your time. Enjoy the rest of your summer and all the uh, wake surfing out there. You
3: guys as well. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever it gets warm.
0: (laughs)
1: Yeah, whenever that happens. I know. I
0: know. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, guys all right see ya all right there you go the simmons uh i'm so excited to see what quarter does uh in 2021-22 and i felt so just stricken
1: when they for cursing them (laughs) yeah
0: right i had the kiss of death for the teams up north with my predictions didn't i this year
1: Uh, for sure i don't think (laughs) i helped too much either so it's all right
0: Yep. But you you talked about it. There's been a lot of good quality athletes that have come out of North Idaho. Uh Skylar yeah. Burke last year, Maddie Simmons is upcoming year. So it's gonna be uh really fun to see, you know, once Maddie leaves as well, these younger players for Coeur d'Alene as they continue yeah. to develop also. So a lot of exciting things going on. Yeah, the
1: there's some there's definite players to watch and just you know, talking to Coach Simmons and how, how things are turning and um watching the growth because there has been more opportunities too, and as more opportunities you know, show up and present themselves to uh, the girls in this area. You're going to see. You know, we saw it with with Kellogg and some other smaller schools. Um, you know, we've seen it with Timberlake, and it, it's just going to continue to grow. I mean, you know, we've got some programs, and I think in the area that are ready to really take off too. So it'll be a fun, fun uh, winter ahead. But we got a lot, a lot of time before then, and when that happens.
0: Yes, we do. Well, uh, we got to get through the summer first and then the fall. And as we continue to navigate our way through the summer, we'll have more of these offseason Q&As with uh, other coaches and athletes from North Idaho. So thanks for tuning in to this offseason edition of the North Idaho PrepCast. For Ryan Skaggs, I'm Brandon Bainey. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.